I want to look for a moment uh, at the Psalm 34. Psalms 34. And I want to just talk at random from Psalms 34. This is a Psalm of David. It is a Psalm that after an incident David began to write. David had a son that we all recognize by the name of Absalom. If you remember, it was Absalom who wanted to kill his father. Then David had a son, uh, by Bathsheba that died. And he had a son by the name of Solomon who he had chosen to be the coming king. And that's another boy that we don't talk about so much, but his name was Abimelech. And I believe that Abimelech was the oldest son. And when David was getting ready to depart the throne, Abimelech thought that he should be the one to come after his father. And it really disturbed him. If you, you can find the story in Judges and also in 2 Samuel, the whole story of it. But Abimelech thought that he should be the king because he was the oldest son. And, and in that custom, in that time, usually the firstborn would have preference over whatever the father has. And then it would go down to the next child and the next child. But David saw past Abimelech and decided that it was God's will that Solomon would serve them as king. And in the process, Abimelech got mad with his father. And David had to be on the run. He, he, he had to leave because Abimelech wanted to kill him. He was going to kill him. Because he felt like his father had mistreated him. And so he sought his father to kill him. 
And then after some time of David being on the run, Abimelech finally catches up with his father. And when he catches up with David, David played crazy. He comes up with a very strange behavior. And it was so strange that Abimelech hardly knew who his father was. And he demanded that David get out of his sight. And David left and departed to write this psalm. And he began by saying, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. Question, has God done anything for you? Have there been a Abimelech in your life? Have there been mountains? Have there been doors closed? Has God done anything in your life to make you Bless his name at all times. I don't care what's going on. This is what David is saying. I, I don't care what's going on. I don't care what the threat is, what the concern is, what the situation is. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continuously be in my mouth. I, I know my boy was out to kill me. I know uh, this. I know storms have come in all of our lives. I know, and, and, and even in the midst of our storm, if we can't not afford to not praise God. I found out that and I have lived long enough to know that trials is the part of living. Tribulations, they are part of living. There's no life free from tribulation. There's no life free from rain. Into each life, some rain must fall. And because I have a God, I have a, a Savior, I have a Lord, when the storms of life are raging, if I can remember to praise him, I praised him when he blessed me, when he did what I wanted him to do, when he did what I thought he should do, in the midst of my troubles, in the midst of trials, his praise 
shall continuously be in my mouth. I don't care where I am. This was a public uh, sitting that David makes this statement in. He makes this statement in, in, in front of the congregation. He told them what God had done, how he had saved him from the sword. And because he had saved him, because he had delivered him, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise. You know, if it had not been for God, we're few in number here tonight, but if it had not been for God, we wouldn't be here. Some came through rain, some came through other situations, but, but we wouldn't be here if it had not been for God. God has done so much. He's worthy of all our praise. Ups and downs, they're going to be. But at all times, we should keep his praise upon our lips because it is he that gives us even the air that we breathe. There ain't no air station where you go and get air. Supposing God would just say in the morning, I'm going to cut the oxygen off like Cleco do and like Angie do. But God has blessed us and for that and for so many other reasons we should praise him. We should praise him. And then he goes on to say, I will my soul will make her boast in the Lord. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Why will your soul make its boast in the Lord, David? It will make its boast in the Lord because in the midst of all my trials and tribulations, when everyone else had forsaken me, when everyone else was, had, had, had put me on the casement to the side, the Lord took me up. The Lord took me in. The Lord saved me. And then uh, to prove the point, I said that this was an open statement before the congregation. Listen at what he says in verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. So he was talking to somebody. Yeah. Because of all that God had done for him, and, 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 and it just may have been someone in the congregation that had not experienced all what he had experienced. So then he, 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 he no longer allowed this thing to be personal. And that's 
our duty as believers, as Christians, it's personal, yeah. But it's also to be shared. We, 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 what we have, what God has given us, it wasn't just for us, but it's for someone else. That's why in Matthew he said, as you go, make disciples. So he, he invites the congregation, come and magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Uh, He's done something for you. This is what David is saying. He's saying he have done something for you too. Your very existence means that God has made a way for you. A lot of folk believe that we pay the preacher and that's his job. We shouldn't have to go out now. And, and, and really, you don't have to go out, but you, you go out. You go here, you go there, you go everywhere you need to go and everywhere you want to go. And that's what the book says, as you go, make disciples. We magnify the God. God, we lift him up. We praise him. We raise his name. We exalt his name because there's none like him. There's none that can compare to Jehovah God, our God. And it should be a time where we have personal praise. And then that should be a time where we praise them collectively. That's why the Hebrew writer writes to and tell us, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together. You know, you have a right to come into a collective worship, you know, God has blessed us, and we are not all lacking of the same thing. He's done something for Newt that he didn't do uh, for me. He's done something for Terry that he didn't do for you. He has done so much in each of us. All of us are like children and so many things we need that the other one don't need. Someone can eat meat. Someone need milk. So we are diverse people. But God has done something for all of us. And when we come together in a collective body, we ought to lift his name. 
I don't need to know what he's done for you. But I know what he has done for me. And I should join in. It bothers me. It bothers me. It bothers me. It bothers me when people can come to church and never make any kind of expression. Don't raise their hand. Don't pat their feet. It's because some come to be entertained. But because of all God has done, we ought to magnify his name, exalt him together. And, and, and David goes on to share with them, and he tells them, I sought the Lord. Have you ever sought the Lord? Have you ever looked for him and, and he showed up? David says, I sought the Lord, and he heard me. He heard my cry. He heard my voice. And not only did he just hear me, but he delivered me from all my fear. There are some things and certain things that life will cause you to fear if you're a human being. I don't care how much God you got in you, there are some things that will just cause you to fear. If you got any sense. Sometimes it looks like Today, on my way here, <laughs> God just pulled in front of me like, you know, I, I, I thought he was going to pull on out in front of me. And, 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 and I began to fear about that because I didn't know what would be the result. I'm going 45, 50 miles now. And, and it caused a little fear to come in my heart. But David says, he heard me. And he delivered me from all my fear. He's that kind of God. If I have my hand in his hand, I may, because I'm a human, I may be, something may cause me to be fearful, be frightened. But because I know who holds my hand, I am delivered from my fear because he worked it out when it was this time, last time. He did it over here. He did it over there. He did it in time past. And then as I read the Holy Script, I see what he has done in the lives of others. When you think about Daniel being cast into a lion's den, Daniel trusted God, but Daniel had to have some kind of fear. Those Hebrew boys thrown in the fiery furnace. 
David said, but he delivered me. When I look back and see what God has done in the life of his prophet, in the life of his people, I know that what he has done for them, he still will do the same for me. Whatever I need, whatever I need, if I trust him, he will provide. David said, they look unto him, and he, his faith was lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. You, you, you know, Sometimes things happen to make us a little leery, make us, make us ashamed, make us uh, not uh, proud of who we are and what it, you know. We, but, but, but David said, if you trust him, if you put your hands in his hand, you won't be made ashamed. If you trust Satan, if you trust man, if you trust your friend, Oh, God, that's a great, 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 great possibility that you will be made shame. But there's no want in him. There's no want in him. Trust him. And he will supply all you need. He won't let you be ashamed. You his child. And, 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 and because you his child, you may not know how your loaf of bread is coming, or how your gas, or how your light bill is coming, but it's coming. David is saying if you trust him, if you trust him, if you Walk with him. If you talk with him, if you allow him to lead and guide, it's coming. You won't ever be made ashamed as a child of God. You'll be able to stand and give a testimony as to the goodness of God. You know, God give you testimonies to share with others. It's, your testimony is not for you. Your testimony is not for you. A lot of people believe that what God has delivered them from, and he's delivered all of us from something. And I'm not... Uh, Asking you to boast about whatever it was. But somebody could use your story. Somebody. And God allows you to come in contact with the person that really needs to know your story. But most times and so many times we are so dignified and saved we forget who we, that we are sinners saved by grace. We forget that. We forget that. We, 
we, we get all pied and we want to act like we've been saved all our lives. And we don't know, want nobody to know we were that low down and what we were that, we were this or that. We was on this or we were on that. We were this way or that way. We don't want people to know that. Let me tell you something. God will only put people in your path that your story will do good. Whatever it is, whatever your story is, God's going to send somebody around you to, to share that story. David goes and said, uh, the poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his trouble. The poor man. Uh, the poor man. I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I don't think he's really talking about wealth. I don't think he's talking about money here. But I think he's talking about what Matthew recorded as the poor in spirit. Uh, 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 he, 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 he said this man cried. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't so well connected with God, but the poor man cried. I remember being a sinner, and I cried. I gave my heart to God. And since I've been, since I've given myself, I've had trouble along the way. I've done some things along the way that were unbecoming of being a Christian. But the poor man cried. And the Lord heard him. The Lord didn't tell him you got to be this way or that way. But he heard him because he cried. He cried. Not to the folks downtown. Not to the folks at the energy. Not to the mayor's office, not to the legislator, not to Trump. The book says he cried to the Lord, his maker. You know, some things, and, and, and it's good to have somebody you can share some things with, but some things you don't need to tell nobody but God. I found out if you tell folk, folk, they'll go away talking about you and that old poor boy, that old boy, that old boy, that old boy, and ain't nothing there. But I found out if I talk to God about whatever it is, you know, he keeps my secret. He keeps my 
whatever it is. He keep it to himself. He don't share it with So when you're talking, I dare say you, you waste your time when you talk to me about a problem, you know, a serious problem. You, I mean, it, it's good to be able to share with one another, but I, I really can't do, I, I may can give you some advice, you know, I, and I can, and, and you can, but when I'm having a problem, I don't need no advice. I need deliverance from whatever the problem is. And only God is the... So he said the poor man cried and the Lord heard him. Not only did he hear him, but he saved him out of all his trouble. That speak broad to me. Many preachers and teachers are teaching a religion that uh, is crossless. A religion that has no cross. Some are saying that if you are having trouble, if you are uh, having difficult times, it's something wrong with your relationship with God. But Jesus had trouble. And he was the savior of the world. He was God's son. And he had trouble. They put him on the cross. They nailed him to the cross. They didn't just put him there. They nailed him. How in the world could you believe your religion, your Christianity will come to you on fiery beds of Eve. David is saying here that all of us, trouble going to come our way. You can count on it. But the poor man cried and the Lord saved him. That's who, that's who can save us. In the midst, I don't care what the problem is. He, you know, he may use you to, to, to come to me. He may use you, but you won't be some. You'll be doing what God said. He saved him from all his trouble. And then he, he went on to talk about the angel of the Lord camp round about them <coughs> that fear him and deliver them. Isn't it good to know that wherever you are, whatever your troubles, that the angel of the Lord is camped round about you? You remember the conversation Joe, uh, 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 Satan had with God. And, and Satan said, yeah, I, 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 know, I know Job. I, I know him. 
said, but uh, if, 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 if you, if you let me take that hedge <laughs> from around him, I'll make him cuss you to your face. And, 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 and God permitted him to enter the head. But, but what I'm saying is that we have a hedge as believers, as Christians. There's a hedge around us. There's a blanket that covers us. I'm so glad in driving down the highway that there's an angel encamped around me. There's an angel in the car with me. I, I, I'm so glad that when the devil shoots some dots at me, that there's an angel there to receive. And then David declares to the congregation, yeah, there may be some unbelievers here, he's saying. But he, then he goes on to say, I tell you what you do. If you don't believe what I'm telling you, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How can I taste him? It wasn't a, a physical taste. It was a taste. It, it, you, you taste him by getting involved in his word, reading his word, studying his word, looking at what he have done in past centuries, in past time, looking at what he has done. You taste him by relationship with him, by trying him. God's willing for us to try him. Many times we'll try everything else. And when we get to the bottom of the line thing, when Justin got all together out of bent over, then we declare we, we, we try to turn it over to God. And, but taste him. Taste him. The Lord in see. David had been in many battles in his life. He had, when he was the shepherd, he, he had killed a bear with his bare hand. Taste him and see. A lion, taste him and see. Yeah, yeah, taste him for yourself. Mama can't do this for you. Daddy can't do it for you. This is a something that you're going to have to do for yourself. My mother used to have a word she used to use. Every tub going to sit on his own bottom. 
I didn't really know what mama was saying then, but as I grew, I come to understand that no matter how much mama loved me, that I needed my own self relationship with God. And, 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 and mother prayed for me, mother prayed, mother prayed, father prayed for me. And I'm glad I learned to start praying for myself. You know, I formed a relationship with him because I seen what he had done. When I, when I looked at how God brought us and where he brought us from and where he had brought us to, I can testify that he is good. He, 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 he's good. Taste him. Try him. He's good. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he gives us all we need. He provides our every need. He looks beyond our faults and provides our needs. He's good. Quit telling folk all your business. Quit believing everybody got the answer to your problem. How you think folk know your business? Because you tell it. And I got a friend, <laughs> I got a friend, he told me, he said, Smitty, so-and-so come told me about such and such, she said, and then told me, had nothing enough to tell me about, don't tell it, don't say nothing about it. He said, man, it, he couldn't keep it out in the devil, he want me to keep it. And so that's just, that's just the way life is, that's the way people are. But taste God for yourself. Try him for yourself and see that the Lord is good. And then he goes on and he gives the saints a warning. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them who fear him. The young lion do like and suffers hungry. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Huh? They that trust the Lord. They that trust the Lord. Lions are ferocious. Sometimes they can't catch down a loaf, though. Sometimes they get hungry. But the one book say, David tells us that if we fear the Lord, he shall withhold no good thing from us. We can trust him. The records say you can trust him. 
and he will supply all your needs. Gracious God, our Father, we, we thank you for this time of sharing together. We pray, O oh God, that your word has fallen on fertile soil. We pray, O oh God, that it will take root and grow in all of us and help us to be better and stronger Christians, knowing that you care, knowing that you have our back, knowing that you will supply our, all our needs, knowing that we can trust you without recall. Thank you. We pray now that you would continue to bless this church in a very special way. Lord, bless our pastor, his wife, his children. Bless them to return here on tomorrow. Guide the stone wheel. Guide those who will be passing by. Keep him safe. And we'll give you glory. Honor and praise. We'll lift your name. We'll hold the banner up high that lost men, women, girls, and boys will know that there is a bomb in Gilead, that there is a reality in serving a true and living God. Have your way now. Bless us as we join at home. Keep us safe. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.